It's time for the Riley and Rookie Show segment of the week. Now, I did say Drew is going to be a part of the show moving forward. Uh, he won't always get a voice and everything, but he gets to talk a lot today, especially since he's not running the board. And this is a topic that I think lends itself quite quite favorably to Drew. Drew's a very heavy NBA guy. Uh, so we're talking about the Pistons and the, your Pistons checklist. Now, I only included three things. Did you, do you guys have a physical checklist in front of you? Yeah, uh, I do. Sort of, yes. It's weak, but I have one. <laughs> per, per usual, when Jake talks about basketball, one of the advantages of bringing Drew on. Uh, well, well, Jake, why don't we start out with yours then? All right. Also, real quick, let me let me lie for a second. I don't want to start with yours. I want to put the number out there. 248-370-4274. You can call us in. Or you can text us again, 248-370-4274. What does your Pistons free agency checklist look like? Free agency checklist. One of the things that I hear so much, I mean, I think there's two uh, two major things that people are looking at that the Pistons need to do moving forward. Um, so the hardest thing for me, I guess, was d- deciding which one I think is, is more important. And the one I think I hear more frequently is that backup point guard. You need to give a little help to Reggie Jackson for an injury, if we need some time off, or just when he needs to come, up, come off the court. Because, like... The closest thing we had was that one little stretch of time when, like, Spencer Dinwiddie was playing really good for, like, a week last season or Did whatever. Did it last that long? I don't, I don't maybe even know. Maybe a week. Maybe four games. <laughs> <laughs> he played really well in the D-League for a nice stretch. I know that. Yeah, there you go. So I know uh, that's, a, that's a big concern. I, I think I'm going to put that as number one is in find your backup point guard. And uh, I know you guys can probably touch on this a little bit more, but – what everybody's looking for and what we had our caller last week i know he's busy this week couldn't call again he wants to talk about bringing matthew Delavadova to detroit and while i have talked mad crap about his twitter name by the way right now is hashtag bring deli to it is he's all in on it uh and while i've talked mad mad smack about deli just because i think it's funny it's he's he's easy to make fun of he's just like that try hard kid was it you yeah wasn't it you who called him that like try hard white kid that nobody likes in gym yes in gym cl- he's like the kid in, <laughs> in in pe class that like nobody really liked but like bottom line is i'm ready to bring whoever we need in here to to help out and I, he's been to the finals twice he's performed pretty well i think he'd be a good fit for our our backup point guard and then just moving into the second part of my checklist like i said it's it's pretty weak but th- so this is it's narrow i just got these two points is then uh Get su- get another guy to help out Drummond, whether that's another a backup center or bring in uh, another another center like Al Horford. People have been talking about. I don't want to take too much away from what you guys have to talk on, but that would be my second point. Then is get Drummond some help down there. Drummond plays a lot of minutes. I don't want to see him become the guy. I, I wouldn't say necessarily that Drummond is carrying the team in the same way that like. Calvin Johnson kind of carries the Lions offense, but like you put that much pressure on that on a guy for so long, he retires sooner or it he, is, he declines sooner. It's you know a what little I mean? different in basketball because you it only is got different, five which is guys. why I don't want to say there's like a big comparison there. But see, Horford is interesting, and I want to take a minute because you brought him up. I know that neither you or I are, are completely sold on him. Uh, I want to bring him up because he's a guy that that people are saying the Pistons are in on, and I do have another big as part of my my wants. He concerns me a little bit. I, I worry a little bit about, and I'm not saying he's as bad of a player, and I certainly don't think he has as bad of an attitude, but he worries me about a little bit about what you got out of Josh Smith. Calling Al Horford a, a, a three-point threat is like calling Josh Smith a three-point threat. Yeah, he's capable of doing it, but that's not his game. Right. 
And what happened with Josh Smith and Greg Monroe, it, you didn't just have one guy, but you, they kind of clogged the paint. And I worry a little bit, despite the fact that Horford can stretch some, is that really his ideal game? I'm not totally sold on that. And that's the guy I want to be starting next to Drummond. Yeah, I mean, I like Horford. I'm not sure if you can play them together just because of that spacing that you mentioned. The thing that's better with Horford... And you can't sign him if you can't play them together. Correct. And the thing with Horford that's maybe different from Greg Monroe is at least Horford has the threat of a three-pointer, which can bring his big at least outside and give room for slashers and cutters and for Drummond to work in the post. But I think for free agency wants and needs this season, I agree with Jake's first part. I think the first priority is probably a backup point guard because Steve Blake was, out of the hundreds of NBA players, a bottom 10 player in the league. Yeah, I said he was the worst player. Yeah, I he brought was... up Dinwiddie before Blake, and I don't watch that much basketball, so I <laughs> what does that tell that you? I think Steve Blake was the worst player who played minutes in last year's NBA playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to fight that. It's funny because when he signed, I liked it. I thought it was – Steve Blake, in terms of being a vet point guard, you know, a short-term – low-cost kind of guy is what I'm looking for. I I like Delhi. I'm interested in bringing Delhi, but I would be interested with, you said you said Darren Williams, Jake, you read earlier as well. I would be interested in a guy like that. I'm not saying you need to find a long-term solution. I have backup point guard as well. I didn't expect we were all going to have that as our number one. See, for me, I I think that maybe not so much in the NBA, but some in the NBA as well, there's this, there's this interesting dynamic where you can make a big move too early, you can make a big move too late, and you can make it at the right time. An example of a team doing it too late is like the Atlanta Hawks. You know, they went out and got Millsap, but were they really contenders when they went out and got Millsap? Uh, I think a good example of making a move too early was when the Rockets went out and got James Harden. Or, I'm sorry, not James Harden. That was a good move. Uh, when they went out and got Dwight Howard. Was Dwight Howard really the move that was going to push you over the likes of an Oklahoma City at that time when they made the move? Or even, or even the Clippers, and then that Golden State comes along. Like, you knew... At least I knew. I said the moment that happened, Drew and Jake, I didn't ever think that they were going to make it out of the first round of the playoffs. I just didn't think that was you a good think move. The Rockets, the Rockets would? No, I didn't. I thought that they were going to be a, a, in the playoffs every year, the kind of team that gets, gets upset by a young and up-and-coming team. I worry that if the Pistons go after Al Horford, that might be a team making a move just to get better now when it doesn't make them. Can we all agree Al Horford would not make the Pistons better enough? To, to win the championship? championship? No, yeah, because I don't so. think they're better than the Cavs. And with Horford signing a guy at that age, that's what that he's got to be the last piece. Exactly. And the Pistons aren't one piece away. They're exactly. multiple pieces away. What is the biggest reason to bring Horford? Let's isolate that. He's one of the best players in free agency. He's probably a top three what player. What part of his game is that? do you want to bring to that Pistons starting five dynamic? Well, he could... He'll, he has better post defense than Tobias Harris. He's a better playmaker and better passer than Harris, which is he'd pro- he it's always nice to have good passing especially out of the post and in the paint. And he can throw lobs up to up to Drummond and he's a good interior passer and probably a better defender. And you don't think that there's not another well, there's not another power forward that you could bring in 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 place of Tobias Harris that would get you that g- get you what you need in free agency this year. To be honest, the Pistons are in a weird situation where you have, like, Tobias Harris, Marcus Morris, Stanley Johnson at the small forward position, and then Tobias Harris and Marcus Marcus Morris can shift down to the four. You're in a weird situation where I don't know that you want to sign a four unless you're convinced he's the four of the future. That's what I'm thinking, because you would need to have somebody there. I don't think there is. Right. Do you? No, I don't think there's a really good four available. And, I mean, there's a case for Ryan Anderson. Call me crazy, but I kind of... I like Henry Ellenson pushing Tobias Harris. 
Wow. Yes. I think he I think he will get at least 10-15 minutes a game this season, which I know that's probably not saying much, but he's still going to find the court and probably be at least, worst case scenario, like a 7th, 8th man coming off the bench. So he's always going to get playing time every game. But I think what we're not talking enough about is I think they need a wing player, just a good, versatile wing player that can play defense and make plays on the offense. Because I think next season, if the Pistons are good, Marcus Morris is probably the worst player on that on that starting lineup. And he just doesn't have the... He's probably not a good of a shooter to really impact the offense enough. So I think they could pick up some shooters. So and you some want a shooter, I, you want somebody who can... You want to bring... Bring it to the outside. I want a shooter that's also 6'8 and can play defense. So Chandler Parsons is available, Kent Bazemore. Nicholas Batum is probably the best wing player see, in where, this. But see, here's where the problem agency. comes. I like all those guys too. But if you sign one of those guys, you're talking about a small forward rotation, rotation of Stanley Johnson, Tobias Harris, Marcus Morris, and one of those guys. You're going to have to move one. And not that you can't, but you're going to have to. May, you know, Batum is a guy who maybe can play some minutes at the two. Uh, Parsons is pretty much a three, I think. Uh, I, I don't disagree, but I think of all those people you named, I think you can play any any combination of two of, two of those guys But that at means the same two time. of them are on the bench at all times. And I think the three you have – I see, here's the, here's the thing about Marcus Morris that's undervalued. Marcus Morris is paid nothing. His contract looks like the, the contract of your eighth or ninth man off the bench. So you don't want to move on from him, but at the same time, the reason you moved, you went for him is to give him. I, I I'm with you on a wing player, but I don't want a starter. I'm not looking to replace Marcus Morris. I'm actually looking for a backup to Caldwell Pope because right now Jody Meeks is trash. I hope he's gone. I, I don't think he's that good of a player. I don't think he wants to be here. I have no interest in Jody Meeks. Stanley Johnson has played some minutes at the two. He can do that. I I like him as the backup three. For the time being, Marcus Morris, Tobias Harris as the four. And then I have stretch four as my third reason, uh, third thing I want. It's not that it's not a priority. It's that I think the stretch four is the – not just Al Horford, but your stretch four has to be the final move to push this team into contender territory. And I don't think they're there yet, and I don't think there's a guy on this – in this free agency class that allows you to do that. So your priorities actually are probably in favor of the Pistons then because, like you were saying, it's not really you don't really have the opportunity to make a move for a four at this point. So if you can cover those first two this year and then by next year offseason, you have a team. I'm trying to stay cheap. If there's a free agent. Stay cheap, at. sign a couple backups, build depth. Uh, you'll probably push, if you can do that, if you can add a, a legitimate backup point guard and backup shooting guard. You're a pretty deep team, so you probably move into like the four or five range. You challenge to win a series. Maybe you don't win one, but you certainly challenge to win one. So you take that next step forward. And then the following season, I don't know who the, what the free agency class looks like. Maybe you make a trade. But the following season is where I really start to push to try and look at contender t- uh, territory. Yeah, I, I agree. And the, the 2017 draft class is going to be much – it's at least projected to be much better than this year's draft class. The salary cap's going to go up again, and there's even more free agents going to be available. So it – a year from now, maybe we're talking Pistons are actually one piece, and they just need that last piece. But on that wing player, you make a good point about two of them pretty much always being on the bench. And the only reason I really don't like the if we got a really good wing player is it would probably stunt the growth of like a Stanley Johnson. Right. And that's that's probably worst case scenario right now, I think. All right, well, I've given my full checklist. Jake's given his full checklist. Yeah. Did you have anything missing? I, I mean, I mentioned those wing players I liked. There's Kent Bazemore. He's young, and he can play defense, and those versatile like wing players I think are probably the most valuable position right now in this kind of modern NBA. 
But I think Stanley Johnson can be that also. And I don't want to stunt his growth. So more. All right, let's move on. Take a quick break. When we come back, Jake's penalties for the week. We skipped them last week. They're back this week. That's coming up next. We got some Tigers talk and Red Wings talk later. I got a plan to make the Tigers championship contenders in the near future. All that coming up in the next 30 minutes on the Riley and Ricky Show, WXOU 88.3. Catch us live on Tuesdays from 1 to 2 on 88.3 FM or WXOU.org. 